0: Happy Monday, friends. Today, we shift the conversation from menstrual Mondays into a little bit more around fertility. Today, we're talking about cervical mucus and what that means at different times of the month. So if you are somebody who is trying to get pregnant or avoid pregnancy, this conversation is for you. It does get a little bit juicy, um, but it is something that we wanted to share. Again, our mission with this podcast is to educate and empower you to understand your body, the signs and the symptoms of things that are happening. And also, the purpose of why our body functions the way that it does. So, that is what we were talking about today. And then I did want to announce the winners of the Element T giveaway. So, thank you all first so so much for leaving those five star ratings and review and submitting that to us. We really appreciate that. We did pick the winners and so we have Nikki, Aaron, and Samantha. They have been contacted. Their LMNT is on the way as we speak. And again, if you have not left a five-star rating and review, we would greatly and deeply appreciate that as that allows us to rank the charts a little bit higher. We do not advertise on this podcast we fund it ourselves we spend a lot of time energy um, and effort you know into this podcast as well as finances as well between all of our equipment and so that helps us you know just top the charts a little bit higher and reach others around the world to share nutrition education so if you've not done so we would greatly appreciate if you would leave that review for us and otherwise let's dive in into today's episode. Alrighty. So we've had a lot of good feedback on the menstrual Mondays and we wrapped it up last week, but today we're going to talk about something that is still related to female health and fertility. So today we are going to talk about cervical mucus, um, which is secreted by the glands found in and around your cervix and how you can, you know, kind of Look at this for feedback based upon you know where you're at in your cycle. So around ovulation, what is normal, what is not normal, if you're tracking with a basal um, you know body temperature or thermometer to kind of see where your body temperature is at and trying to get pregnant, this is another way that you can um, you know track your fertility and pair this with tracking of body temperature. So, We know that, you know, throughout the the month, there are some different hormonal shifts that happen uh, in our follicular phase and then our luteal phase. And so we're going to talk today about how your cervical mucus also uh, changes throughout your cycle and what that consistency should be. Yeah. And
1: so obviously, this is something that for some people may seem kind of like gross or I don't know, just like put (laughs) offish. But at the end of the day, you guys, this is your body your body is meant to do this. Females have females have a very complex, amazing system that helps us become fertile, that helps us carry babies, that helps give us clues into what's going well, what's not going well within our bodies. So cervical mucus is to help two things. One, it's to help either prevent things from entering the uterus through the cervix, or it's to help nourish and transport sperm through the cervix into the uterus, okay? So, fertile cervical mucus is a clue that ovulation is coming. So, your vag- essentially your vaginal discharge is fertile when it resembles raw egg whites, okay? So, if you are not on birth control, this is a great indicator that you are fertile at this time. So, this is the best time to have sex if you want to get pregnant, okay? And we've talked about this in the other episodes. Ovulation is the point of a period. That is what our bodies are designed to do. They are designed to ovulate at that time, to become pregnant, to become fertile. And then the hormones that we get, the estrogen and the progesterone, are designed specifically. It's all this beautiful, complex, but very cohesive system that works together to either protect a baby or have a bleed, shed the lining of the uterus. Like that is why progesterone is higher in the second half of our cycle because after ovulation, if there were to be a baby there or, you know, an egg that needs to be fertilized, progesterone is very important in that process. So the ovulation is to help you understand tracking of this. Are you
0: actually ovulating? Are you fertile while you're ovulating? Yes. And so again, we know this can kind of be, you know, a little weird for some people, but ladies knowing how your body works is really empowering because when you can become aware of what your body is doing and when and where you're at in your cycle and also when you're about to ovulate if you want to you know procreate this kind of becomes second nature, but it also helps. I'm going to say, at least for me to look at my strength, my energy, my sleep, my mood swings. Um, sometimes my hunger levels as well. When I track in my app to see where I'm at with my cycle, like I find that some days, man, I'm ravenous or some days I'm really not hungry. Your cycle can tell you a lot about your body. So again, let's be open-minded here. I know this can kind of be gross for some individuals, but it is definitely a tool that you want to utilize if you're trying to get pregnant. Um, Um, And if you already track, like I said, your basal body temperature, you can add this tracking um, to that just to help you in terms of becoming pregnant and fertilizing the egg. Mm -hmm. So we know that our body temperature is going to tell us if and when we ovulated. Um, You can also have testing done at your doctor's office between day 22 and 24 to see if your progesterone is elevated and if you're in that range to show ovulation. Um, If you want to get pregnant, though, you need to be tracking these things because the goal would be to have sex prior to ovulation. So you typically have your ovulation day and you're fertile for about 24 hours, but you're also fertile three or four days before you ovulate because your body is preparing for pregnancy. Sperm can live inside you for up to five days. And so this is, you know, definitely gonna be something that you want to take advantage of in order to get pregnant or not take advantage of uh, if you're trying to avoid pregnancy, you know, naturally. So Just before we ovulate, our hormone estrogen leads to an increased cervical mucus and it changes into a stretchy, um, kind of like gummy substance. And so this is what you're looking for because that is going to help sperm survive and to swim. And then after we ovulate, the hormone progesterone causes our cervical mucus to become very thick. Um, And this is almost where I would say like that how did you describe it? Like it would be like really like gooey where if you put it in between your fingers, like you would see that it would stretch out and then it would kind of snap back mm-hmm. um, and that stops sperm and any other foreign substance from getting into the uterus. So you really want to catch it there when it's, you know, kind of that creamy uh, substance as that is going to be what helps The sperm swim and survive. Mm -hmm. Um, but as your ovulation approaches and the cervical mucus kind of changes from a consistency that it's not sperm friendly to more fertile variety, like just understand like everybody is a little bit different, uh, with your type of discharge that you have. Some people will see the discharge and like they'll see it on toilet paper, for example, like when you wipe other people will have to check internally. So Yeah, You know, I know that sounds gross, but at the end of the day, if you're really serious about this and you're not seeing it, I was listening to a podcast earlier Then she talks a lot about um, like how to wipe to check for this and you want to wipe front to back and then pull out the toilet paper, look at the toilet paper, see if you're noticing, you know, anything there. And and ladies, I mean, I know this again kind of sounds weird, but you will know when you have that type of discharge that is for menstruation.
1: If you are in birth control, you likely do not have this. If you have a hormonal or a IUD, non-hormonal IUD, you can still ovulate. So that's kind of the exception. But if you are on birth control, you likely are not getting this because you do not ovulate on birth control. Um, So you kind of go through these different stages of cervical mucus throughout your cycle. Um, And like Liz was saying, everyone's body is a little bit different, but you go through menstruation. This isn't cervical mucus, obviously. Um, You wouldn't be able to detect it if you're menstruating anyway. Obviously, menstruation is your bleed. That's when you have your period. Um, Then you go to dry or sticky, which is three to four days kind of beyond your um, cycle. And when obviously you stop bleeding, Um, you go to a creamy like motion. I'm sorry, (laughs) creamy like lotion. Um, wet and watery, the raw egg white consistency, like we were talking about, that's around the ovulation period, then back to dry and sticky until menstruation again. So like we've said, if you are trying to get pregnant, when your cervical mucus is in the wet or raw egg white consistency stage, ovulation is approaching. That is the best time to have sex or avoid sex if you are not trying to get pregnant. Um, so like Liz was saying, if you want to check wipe front to back. Internally, you insert the, you know, finger up into the vagina and check for the consistency. Obviously, wash your hands prior to and after doing this. Um, And you can do this, obviously, like over the toilet, whatever. Um, But essentially, you take one or two fingers, index, middle finger, probably best. Obviously, don't scratch yourself depending on how much cervical mucus you're producing, you may not need to reach so far. Like getting a sample from near your cervix is ideal. And this is something that is, in my opinion, pretty important around your, um, once you've come off of birth control at any point, around your ovulation timeframe to know, like, do I have a healthy cycle? Because at the end of the day, if you are not ovulating, you are not producing a healthy cycle. Like you, your body is still, for some reason, Avoiding ovulation. And if we are, if the body's avoiding ovulation, it's in a threatened state. Like it is in a place where it does not feel safe to get pregnant. And so it is not allowing itself to ovulate. Again, you can have a bleed and not ovulate. And so I I think that's, you know, especially if like you're not directly trying to get pregnant right now, I think that's really the main reason that this is so important is if you are not ovulating, your body doesn't feel safe enough to ovulate. And so why is it not feeling safe? Are we under eating? Are we overtraining? Are we stressed? Are we not sleeping enough? Like, What stressor is driving the body to not feel safe enough to create the discharge that indicates,
0: obviously, the
1: ovulation time?
0: Yeah. And so this is one thing too, if you're checking, you want to obviously observe what you are finding and then chart this as well. So you can chart this in your app. Like I have the life app that I use. If you have, you know, something that you're doing in terms of your basal temperature, then you can probably chart it in that app as well. And so you can use, you know, just some abbreviations here, like S for sticky, C for creamy, W for wet, EW, for egg white or cervical mucus, you know, EWCM, whatever you want to chart down there, but chart this out so you can also track trends. Maybe you're seeing that one month, you know, you didn't ovulate, but next month it looks like you did ovulate, you know. And if you're trying to get pregnant, maybe have a conversation with your doctor to get some blood work done, like I mentioned earlier, you know, day 24 to 22. Um and so we'll just go through this again for, you know, clarification, but if what you find when you are checking internally seems sticky or there's not really anything there, you're probably not ovulating yet or getting close to ovulation. If what you find is that creamy lotion-y type uh, discharge or mucus, then ovulation is on its way, but you are not there just yet. You find that it is wet, watery, slightly stretchy. Again, kind of like that egg white consistency. Ovulation is very close, and so that would be your baby making bouncy go out well, sexy time. Um, and then, if what you find is um, you know very wet and it stretches between your fingers for an inch or more, and again resembles that egg white this is when you are very fertile. So ovulation is like right there and now is the ideal time for intercourse. Um, There are a few tips here for checking for cervical mucus. So number one, don't check right before or right after sex. Seems like a pretty common sense, but the reason here is that you there are there is a difference between arousal fluids um, and cervical mucus. So they are not the same thing, but you probably won't be able to tell the difference. So I would you know make sure that you are checking maybe like first thing in the morning, sometime midday. But uh, in terms of the arousal fluid, this is actually not produced in the cervix. It's pushed through your vaginal walls, tends to be a little bit lighter. It also evaporates evaporates a little bit faster and it resembles mucus because it would be clear and stretchy. But if you were to take it between two fingers, you would notice that it would snap faster and you wouldn't be able to stretch it uh, as many times. Another way to check this, and obviously this sounds like gross, but if you rubbed it into your skin, you would notice that it dissolved into the skin pretty quickly. That is the difference between arousal fluid. Um, There is something as well uh, that you might experience a kind of a gush of wetness. Um, Some people do experience this around ovulation, but it's not totally normal. So if you experience that gushing fluid, check to see where you're at in your cycle. It might be around ovulation. Um, It could also be at other times of the month, and that can be a sign of cervical dysplasia, which is the abnormal growth of cells on the surface of the cervix. And this is, you know, considered precancerous. So this would be something that would be caused by like an STD or HPV. So if you're noticing that and you're seeing it multiple times throughout the month, that would definitely be something that uh, you would want to chat with your doctor about.
1: Mm -hmm. And then other abnormal things like we've talked about if it's yellow, that can be a sign of an infection. So obviously talk to your doctor. You can, you know, sometimes have an STD or this is usually more often than not bacterial. So like a yeast infection, um, that a lot of people will get that or extreme itchiness, um, irritation, like a foul scent, um, around ovulation, natural scent, maybe more heightened, but if it is strong, like fishy and it's discolored, um, to a yellow, not a white or clear or creamy, you definitely want to take note of that. Um, those things are not as normal. And so at the end of the day, like obviously not something that many people want to just like jump to do um, to go and check their cervical mu- fucus, uh, mucus, but it can be very, very informational for people. Um, I do not ever have to check internally. This is something that like I notice every month I notice when I have the discharge um, and I know that that around that time I correlate with my aura ring actually tracks my temperature um, and so I'm pretty consistent with seeing a rise in my temperature around ovulation and then a slow decrease back down to like a neutral place um, we actually had a little bit of a pregnancy scare i texted liz i was like oh my god my aura ring i'm a day and a half late my aura ring temperature has not gone down very much i think i might be pregnant and i was like flipping out um i was like i'm not ready for another baby i can't have another baby right now. <laughs> i was having like all the thoughts and we were at nick's parents house that day so i like didn't have a pregnancy test with me and it's one of those things if you've ever had a pregnancy scare you, you have to have a test like right then. You're like, I have to know what is going on. Am I pregnant? And I started like being like, I was a little bit more tired this week. I, oh my God, I, I don't know. I, I can't remember if we had sex around ovulation. I'm freaking out. <laughs> and then I had one pregnancy test at home and I got home. And as, as soon as I got home, I went upstairs and took it. And it didn't freaking work. Nothing showed up. Like no, 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 no line, no two lines. Like nothing. It did not work. And I was like, of course, the one pregnancy test I have doesn't work right now. So I told Nick, I was like, I'm going to Target. I think I'm pregnant. And luckily, got my period the next I morning. Know. Selfishly, I was like, it's not your turn.
0: I know because we have to alternate turns here. <laughs> I, <know. laughs>
1: I was like flipping the f out. Um, yeah. And and of course, like my drive to Target, back and to and from Target. And I get home and like Nick's like, oh, you got my hopes up because it was negative, obviously. And he was like, you got my hopes. I was like, do you want to carry this baby for nine months? Because I am not ready to carry another child for nine months. Like I just got back to feeling normal.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I probably would have taken the test at Target and then bottle, bottle wine in celebration when it was negative. Um, Oh my my goodness. goodness. Okay. So there's a couple of other things here just in terms of your cervical mucus, like tips that we're going to wrap this up with. So one, you may see fertile cervical mucus again right before your period. So some people, you know, Think that that is it, but it's obviously not. It's just, um, you know, another release of discharge before uh, you're starting uh, your period. So, the other piece that you would want to also um, just be aware of is that you can confuse semen for cervical mucus. So a day or two after sexual intercourse, like you might see, uh, semen with wet cervical mucus or just the release of semen that didn't, you know, get used or soak in, I guess. Um, and so just know that you need to obviously differentiate the two, um, I think for everybody listening out there, you guys all know the rule of thumb is that you should go to the bathroom and cleanse yourself after you have intercourse Mm -hmm. and, you know, have semen in you because that can ultimately uh, lead to reoccurring UTIs or bacterial infections, things like that. Um, You know, again, if you're trying to get pregnant, track your ovulation, mark your calendar, chart things accordingly, but don't confuse this uh, with cervical. mucus. Um, And then make sure you're drinking enough water too, because dehydration will not help with fertility. So if you're not drinking enough water, your mucus membranes, which include your cervical area, won't be as moist. And therefore your body will reserve the water that it has for the most vital functions. So if this is something that you're saying, like, I am not aroused, you know, easily, or I never feel like I have, you know, a good amount of cervical mucus or arousal fluid, Look to your water intake and make sure that you are consuming enough water. We always say anywhere in the ballpark of like 74 to 77 ounces for uh, women that excludes people who are lactating and so forth. That's a very general recommendation Or you can, you know, half your body weight, whatever rule you like to um, follow. But somewhere in that ballpark, 74 to 77 is pretty good. And then you could also consider some supplements. Um, some people say that vitamin E supplements can help in terms of improving your cervical mucus quality. But if you are taking any blood thinners, including daily baby aspirin, uh, you would not want to take vitamin E. So this is something that you would want to talk with your doctor about. Uh, The amino acid L-arginine is also said to possibly help with increased cervical mucus by increasing the blood flow and circulation to your reproductive organs. And then there's also some theories that grapefruit juice and green tea may also improve cervical mucus quality, but there's no clinical studies uh, to back those claims up. So we'll just leave it at that. love the
1: old wives tales. There's so many around that, like fertility and birthing and post birth. Like I know for with this birth, I I can't I don't know if I tore during Taylor, but I had a lot of dates because there has actually been research that shows dates can improve the elasticity of the tissue. So you are less likely to tear during childbirth. And so I didn't like eating dates because they're like, I don't know, a million grams of carbs and sugar. Um, it's a different type of sugar compared to like table sugar, but still, I had to eat a bunch of you dates. You were
0: eating dates on peanut butter toast for like It was weeks. the only way that I could do it.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I can't just
0: eat dates. So
1: I was, putting, I was chopping them up and putting them on toast with peanut butter. And you have to eat a lot of them for it to matter. Like I think you need like six to eight a day for like two weeks. Oh my god, It was a lot.
0: So I did. And, you know, I, it was a good... I mean, the good news is in your third trimester, you need to be eating more. Yes. Um, and yes. a lot of people really struggle to eat the amount of calories that they need in third trimester. So that could be a good way to give you a nice like calorie bump with the nuts and mm-hmm. nut butter and stuff like that. But yeah, I remember you doing that. And I think you did say, I think you posted on your stories after yeah. you got home that it did help compared yeah. to other births. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So anyways, love the old wives tales. I'm willing to try anything <laughs> when it comes to pregnancy <laughs> Yeah,
0: and birth. And then you guys, we'll link out some things in the show notes. There's some other podcasts, the fertility podcast that I was listening to that was really good. Um, This information, some of it I pulled from there. Some of it I pulled from other articles. So if you are wanting to see actual pictures of what we're talking about with this uh, cervical mucus, you can do so with the link uh, in the show notes for some of those articles. And if you are tracking for fertility, we wish you all the best. And if Mm -hmm. not, we hope that this will help you prevent Mm-hmm. pregnancy naturally after listening to all of the menstrual Mondays that we did and uh, stay tuned. We will be back with a couple other episodes. We're excited. We've got uh, Dr. Brighton coming on here in a few weeks and really excited to officially round this out. But if there are any other topics that you're curious about, I know this was kind of a weird one today. Becca looked at me like I had thrown I mean, three eyeballs. Here's the thing. Liz is family planning right
1: now. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, top of mind for her. I'm like all into the this. opposite. <laughs> I am like, Please potential babies stay out of me. I need, <laughs> I need not be pregnant right now. And so, yeah, I was like, you know, this is fine. This is totally understandable for a lot of people that are family planning because yeah. it, you know, guys, it's not easy for everyone. Like it's yeah. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. You have the oopsies, but a lot of people also struggle. I struggled for a long time with, you know, we went through IVF with Carson. So,
0: well, and I'm learning more and more about this because as I mentioned before with Marcus, like we got pregnant right away and I would say the first two months we were kind of like, Oh, we'll just see how this goes. And then the last couple of months we've been really timing things or trying to time things, you know, correctly. And so I've learned a lot about this, just like with the ovulation test strips. I had no idea that you need to test between like 11 and one for optimal testing for ovulation. I was like, Oh, I've been testing first thing in the morning. That's what you Mm just, you know, that's what you do. I thought. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's expanding the horizons and the more, you know, you know, I think is helpful, especially as a female, because this stuff is so intriguing. Like there are so many things that our body can do. Like guys, we can create life. Like this still is mind boggling. And sometimes I look at, you know, Marcus or just other little kids and I'm like, we create, like you guys created Carson, you created, um, Taylor, and so it's just really cool when it comes to Mm -hmm. like kids and just like the whole process and my one of my good friends just had a baby girl this weekend and so it's just the whole thing is fascinating to me and you know now we're diving a little more into the fertility side uh to just keep learning and hopefully have good news to share in the next few months so all right guys we are gonna wrap it up have a wonderful day and we'll be back on wednesday